All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop bowl presentation David, you know what makes these games a lot more fun is when you bet a couple of dollars. And the best website to do that is mybookie.ag. They're our online partner here at HoopBall. And they've got all the sports. They've got all the games. It's mybookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I dot A-G. And if you use promo code BOXSCORE, you're going to get a 50% bonus. So if you put in a thousand, you're going to get 500 bonus. If you put in 2000, you're going to get a thousand dollar bonus. And it does, the bonus does cap at a thousand. So $2,000 is the initial wager that you can make, the initial deposit you can make. That's the largest to get the $1,000 bonus. Now, David, do you use any of these online betting websites? You know, I don't, but I'm thinking I should. Yeah, mybookie.ag, and it's not just basketball. They've got football. If you want to get in on the football playoffs, um, we're in the divisional round now. It's a good time to get in on the action. If you want to bet on the NBA on a daily basis, college basketball, they've got all the sports. So mybookie.ag, use promo code BOXSCORE, B-O-X-S-C-O-R-E, and you'll get a 50% bonus up to $1,000. So Check it out, mybookie.ag. And with that, uh, along with David Bracey, I'm Hank Aaron. This is Box Score Breakdown, January 7th, 2020. David, how you doing? Hey, Hank. I'm pretty good, my guy. How are you? Doing well. Let's get going with the games. First game was a pretty close one. Detroit with a nice comeback at Cleveland. Uh, big news out of Detroit is that 
Blake Griffin is having surgery. He's probably going to be out for the rest of the season. And um, there was a lot of advice on hoop ball. Pick up Christian Wood. Check out Sekou Dumbuya. And those guys got a little bit more action tonight. Wood only got 13 minutes. Dumbuya, 33 minutes. Um, Hopefully I'm not butchering these names too bad. The Pistons have a few that I'm not really sure how to pronounce. But running through the box score, Dumbuya got the start. 33 minutes, 6 of 9 from the field, 3 of 4 from the free throw line, 2 rebounds, 3 steals, no blocks, 15 points for him. Drummond, 8 of 12 from the field, 7 of 9 from the free throw line, 20 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks, 3 turnovers, 23 points for him. So a little bit of 2020 uh, love for Drummond in the new year. Tony Snell, 31 minutes, 7 of 10 from the field, hit 4 threes, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 18 points. Svi Khaliuk, again, not sure if I'm getting the name right. Four of 12 from the field, four three-pointers, five assists, one rebound. No no blocks, no turnovers, one steal, 12 points for him. Then Bruce Brown, three of 11 from the field, three of three from the free throw line. Two rebounds, seven assists, two steals, one block, one turnover, nine points. Off the bench, the biggest player was not Wood. It was Derek Rose. 31 minutes for him, 24 points, two threes, four, four from the free line, three rebounds, seven assists, one steal, no blocks, and four turnovers. And Wood, the aforementioned, 13 minutes, two of seven from the field, one three-pointer, one one of one from the free line, six rebounds, no steals, no blocks, no assists, no turnovers, only six points for him. So kind of disappointing if you jumped on that bandwagon early. But um, I don't think it's time to cut bait just yet. If you're uh, in a good position, if you don't need immediate production, he still makes sense as a good uh, long-term stash. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't exactly panic. But obviously, you can monitor him, see if he gets more minutes, see if he's able to produce more. Uh, if not, if it's a week or two later and you're still not comfortable, you could cut him. But I'd give him a little bit more leash. And frankly, even if he doesn't produce in the next few weeks, I'd still look at him as someone that has a good profile for late-season production. Um, starters, Tony Snell obviously had a big game, but not quite on the standard league radar yet. Michal Yuluk, he is a decent streamer for three-pointers. And with Blake Griffin now, we'll see how many minutes he gets and what kind of productions he puts. Dumbuya, uh, looking like a decent addition for now. Uh, makes sense to pick up in 12-team leagues. And um, Bruce Brown, also someone that I think makes sense as a pickup uh with the opportunity available in Detroit. Do you see anything else with the Pistons? No, I think you touched on it all. A great point on Bruce Brown. And um, definitely with Mboya, it's it's really interesting now kind of to see who's going to become the more valuable guy between him and Christian Wood. But I think you're right. I'd, I'd probably lean more towards Wood. Yeah, Wood is getting all the love, but Dumbuya has been getting more minutes. And... Um, uh, they both make sense as ads, so you're kind of if you if you've got the choice between the two of them, it's going to be a tough one to make. Um, I think you know, you sounds like and myself, we both like Woods upside more, but uh, Pistons seems to be playing Dumbuya more in the current time, and it's unclear as to when that's going to change. So tough choice. You can't go wrong picking up either one of them as an end of roster guy um, at the moment. I'd still probably take Wood, but one or two more games like this, I might I might change my mind. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, how about on the Cavs side? All right, on the Cleveland side of things, Kevin Love was the hot hand tonight. 36 minutes, 30 points on 12 of 15 from the field. Gave you four three-pointers, nine rebounds, four assists, and a steal. Uh, really, really strong line from Love tonight. I mean, he was hitting shots from all over the floor. Looked really, really great. Definitely love to see that. Uh, Seti Osman chipped in 17 points in 36 minutes on 7-16 from the field. Gave you two three-pointers, two assists, and a rebound with a steal. Only one turnover. Um, Percentages-wise, not too bad tonight. 7-16 is actually reasonable. Uh, he has some pretty rough nights, so definitely like to see that from Osman. Sexton continues to be a pretty strong scorer, but not really pitching in anywhere else as we've come to expect. 34 minutes, 20 points on 7-19 from the field. So that field goal percentage is kind of starting to come back down. Two rebounds, two assists, and a steal tonight, and only one turnover. So definitely love the limited turnover volume, but, you know, Sexton is really going to be more uh, more suited to a points league um, than a categories league. But uh, you take what you get. 
Darius Garland tonight, 35 minutes, 14 points on 4 of 12 from the field, four rebounds, three assists, two steals, and two turnovers. Uh, again, I think I'd prefer you'd prefer to own Sexton, of course, but I think Garland definitely does have some value, and we'll continue to see how the Cleveland Cavaliers team sort of materializes as the season rounds out. And then Brandon Knight, 24 minutes off of the bench, 13 points on 5 and 9 from the field, two rebounds and five assists with two turnovers and a block. Um, so definitely unexpected from Brandon Knight. But as I said, the Cavaliers and their entire team are really just kind of up in the air right now. It remains to be seen if Kevin Love is going to finish out the season on this roster. Tristan Thompson starting in the middle with 30 points. Or I'm sorry, 31 minutes, but only eight points, 15 rebounds, four assists, and two blocks. Um, Larry Nance was out of the lineup tonight, but before this, he wasn't really producing a whole lot. So it's kind of difficult to really project where the value is going to lie on a night-in, night-out basis with the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, especially since their best player is the one who's been most inconsistent as far as being in the lineup, and that's Kevin Love. Uh, do you have any thoughts, Hank, on the Cleveland Cavaliers? Yeah, it's a good point. Love has been in and out, and whether he's playing, uh, it's going to ca- you know take a lot of the usage out. Um, and he may be traded, he may get injured, and he may get shut down. So a lot of uh, variability with Love. I Because of all those factors, um, I would still be willing to roll the dice on Larry Nance. So um, he's been hurt, he's out, he has not been very productive. But if you're not in a spot where you need immediate production, uh, Nance is somebody that I wouldn't mind adding and uh, just seeing you know, if he can get it together. And and like I said, love could get traded, love could get hurt, and love could get shut down. These are all viable options. Um, and they would all open up more opportunity for for not just Nance, for the entire team, but Nance is, is the one that may be on your wire that would potentially be a nice late-season play. Colin Sexton, also interesting as a, just a point specialist. Tristan Thompson's probably already owned, so not going to get anything there. All right. Uh, let's go over the next game. We had Detroit pulling it out. We had Carmelo, in fact, hitting the game winner. 101-99 at Toronto. So Carmelo Anthony, 10 of 17 from the field. Five three-pointers, three of three from the line. Seven rebounds, one assist, two steals, no blocks, one turnover. So Carmelo Anthony has been a very pleasant surprise in real life. And in fantasy, and for somebody that you know is having a hard time getting on any team, uh, he's been a pretty nice addition for Portland in real life. And I think if he's been on your fantasy team, he's been a decent player, and his value has been uh, buoyed by the defensive statistics. So I think that's something that we'll see if it could last. But the defensive stats have really been giving him a nice boost in his overall fantasy value. Hassan Whiteside, one of the fantasy stories of the season so far. 7 of 13 from the field, 14 points, 16 rebounds, 4 assists, and 7 blocks. Um, He's just been having a great year so far. Uh, He's an interesting player to potentially sell high. Um, Right now he is the number 6 player on a um, per-game basis. So uh, you figure if Nurkic comes back, is going to cut into that. But when Nurkic is going to be back, it's un- unclear. You figure his free throw shooting may regress. He did go 0 of 1 tonight, but it's got to regress quite a bit to really d- ding his value. But his blocks have been fantastic. His field goal percentage, his rebounds, points. So um, anyone who got him has been just getting a steal and getting great production. Damian Lillard, uh, he's been continuously producing at an elite level. 20 points for him after a slow start. Nine assists, four rebounds, two blocks, four threes, six of six from the line, five of 11 from the field. CJ McCollum, only five of 19, 10 points, but you know he's pretty solid and not much variability with his uh, production. Off the bench, Anthony Simons, four of 10 from the field, two threes, two of two from the free throw, um, four rebounds, one assist, 12 points. So earlier in the season, I thought Simons might be a good stash with Melo in the mix it doesn't look like there's going to be much opportunity for him this year uh same thing is true for Nasir Little um so with the with the Blazers you're looking at Lillard and Whiteside as studs maybe some downside for Whiteside so keep your eye on that um Melo has been a really 
you know, nice addition, a top 100 player this year. So definitely standard league territory. And McCullum, pretty steady also in the top 100. So these guys are, uh, McCullum obviously better than top 100. He's been about 50 this year. So he's in top 60 guy probably moving forward rest of season. Uh, anything else with the Blazers? No, I think you touched on it all. All right. How about the Raptors? All right, on Toronto's side of the ball, Kyle Lowry led the way, 38 minutes, 24 points on 7-23 from the field, four threes and 6-7 from the free throw line, four rebounds, 10 assists, one block and only two turnovers. So a really strong line from Lowry tonight. We know that they were out of the, uh, <clears throat> um, I should say, Fred Van Vliet was out of the lineup, and they're also without Norman Powell. So they're going to rely- be relying very, very heavily on Kyle Lowry, his perimeter play. Uh, over the next coming game. So definitely something to keep your eye on. Patrick McCall starting at shooting guard, as I said, since they're so uh, down and out right now. 36, I'm sorry, 35 minutes, six points on only two of eight from the field, four rebounds, three assists, three steals, which you definitely love to see, and one turnover. Uh, as I said before, I don't think McCall is really going to hold a ton of value here, but since the Raptors are so down and out, it's really an all-hands-on-deck type of situation, so it's going to be a revolving door as far as who's going to be valuable on a nine-in, nine-out basis, especially on the perimeter for them. Serge Ibaka continues to be consistent in the center position, 32 minutes, 17 points on 7-12 from the field, chipped in two threes tonight, 11 rebounds, two assists, no steals or blocks, and four turnovers. Um, as I said, he's really been the only consistent player for them down low with or I'm sorry, with um, Gasol being out of the lineup, with them kind of rotating between Hollis Jefferson and Boucher, who, speaking of Hollis Jefferson, 25 minutes tonight, but only eight points on 413 from the field, six rebounds, two assists, and a steal. And then OG Ananobi, 29 minutes, only eight points on three of nine from the field, six rebounds, a block, and a turnover. The only guy really of no off of the bench, I would say, it's going to be Boucher. Uh, 15 minutes tonight, but 12 points. Very efficient in his 15 minutes. 4-7 from the field. Gave you two threes, nine rebounds, one turnover, and three blocks. So, unfortunately, for some reason, it appears that RHJ is going to be the one getting all the minutes at the power forward position. But as I said, the Raptors are very, very shorthanded. So maybe this lack of depth is going to force Boucher into more minutes here, which is really going to help skyrocket his fantasy value. Um, what what are what are kind of interesting lines that you're going to be watching over the uh, over the next coming games with the Toronto Raptors? Like you said, there's a lot of injuries. I think Hollis Jefferson is a guy that may be on your wire, um, so I keep my eye on him, and he's probably the only one. Well, I said Boucher maybe also uh, get on the fantasy radar as well. Um, I think the team is, there's a lot of questions. So Hollis Jefferson is one guy and Boucher is another guy that may be on the wire that may be valuable to your team. Uh, Ibaka, Ananobi, Lowry, these guys are all probably already owned. Certainly, you know, Lowry is, Ananobi and Ibaka probably are as well. Um, So Jefferson and Boucher are the two guys I'm going to keep my eye on. Terrence Davis, we've seen him provide some value, but that only happens when the, the guards are out. That looks like with Lowry back and, and Anobi in that he's not going to get much. I'm not going to be looking too much in the direction of Stanley Johnson, um, perpetual underachiever. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But Boucher and Jefferson are the ones I'd, I'd look at. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, before we get over to the next game, uh, we did talk about mybookie.ag, and I did explain, you know, they've got NBA, they've got NFL, they've got NCAA, they've got, you know, NCAA football and basketball, NHL, all that stuff. However, one thing I did not mention is they have brought in odds uh, for the Donald Trump foreign policy. So you can actually bet on who is the next terrorist that he is likely to kill. Or capture. You can bet on whether the uh, Trump administration will reinstate the draft. And one particular bet that caught my eye is, will the Ayatollah be alive when Trump leaves office? And yes is actually the underdog. So they're giving you pretty good odds on the idea that Trump will actually execute the Ayatollah or somebody will kill him. Or he may die of old age. He's not young. Um, but that this will happen, and obviously whether Trump gets reelected or not would 
greatly affect whether uh, the ayatollah dies of natural causes. But um, that's interesting. And they've also got, you know, any any country to join Iran and declare war against the United States. So North Korea currently the odds-on favorite at minus 120. So in addition to sports, you can bet on things like this. You can also bet if France enters the conflict, how long until they surrender? Over under 47 and a half days. So again, mybookie.ag promo code is BOXSCORE. And check it out. You've got, you can bet on all the sports. You can bet on things like uh, France surrendering in war. You can bet on horse racing. You can bet on Grammy winners. You can bet on, on Oscar winners. You can bet on Razzie Awards even. So uh, keep that in mind. And mybookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. All right. Next game, we had the Oklahoma City Thunder visiting the Nets. And the game went into overtime, so a little bit of extra time for the starters, a little bit of extra statistics to go around. Uh, Darius Basley, 15 minutes for him getting the start, but not that many minutes. 3 of 8 from the field, 8 points, 4 rebounds, no steals, 1 block, no turnovers. Steven Adams, who's been having a nice resurgence um, in the last 20, 30 games after a slow start. 3 of 5 from the field, 4 of 7 from the free line, 10 points, 18 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, no blocks, 2 turnovers. Chris Paul, 9 of 15 from the field, 3 4 threes, 6 of 6 from the free throw line, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, no blocks, 3 turnovers, 28 points for him. Tony Ferguson had uh, 3 of 7, excuse me, Terrence Ferguson, 3 of 7 from the field, 1 three-pointer, 1 assist, 1 block, 1 turnover, 7 points for him. And then Shea Gorgeous. 22 points, 8 of 18 from the field, 6 of 6 from the free throw line, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, no blocks, 4 turnovers. Off the bench, Schroeder with 35 minutes, 5 of 16 from the field, 2 threes, 4 four rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal, no blocks, 3 turnovers, 14 points. And then you had Nerlens Noel missing the game with his ankle sprain. So uh, you look at the Thunder and Chris Paul, obviously been spectacular so far this year. May be a player to sell high uh, just because of the injury risk, but I don't think there's going to be any decrease in production for him. So, you know, on the season, he's been a top 25 guy on a per-game basis. I expect that to continue. Um, And frankly, I don't view him at the beginning of the year. I would have viewed him as a guy to get shut down because I thought the Thunder were maybe going to try to tank the season. But they're in the playoff mix and I'm not expecting them to shut him down. He may get hurt, but I don't think he'll be shut down um, You know, with a, with a fake injury or whatever they like to call it. Um, Steven Adams could get traded, which would open up the value for Nerland's Knoll, but um, we haven't heard too many rumors uh, with Adams just yet, so you, know, you can keep him rolling. And frankly, if a, if a team trades for him, well, he may, get, he may get fewer minutes. So that is a risk with his value. Uh, but he's been producing well. And, and then Shea Gorgeous, he's got nowhere to go but up. But um, I think his value will be consistent as well. Anything uh, with the Thunder? No, nope, I think you covered it. All right. How about the Nets? All right. For Brooklyn, uh, Torian Prince had a hot hand tonight unexpectedly. So we'll start with him. 37 minutes, 21 points on 8 of 15 from the field. Had five three-pointers tonight, eight rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block, and two turnovers. So really, really strong line across the board from Torian tonight. Definitely like to see that. Rodion's Cool Rooks had 19 minutes at the small forward position, blowing chipped in four points and two of four from the field. Give you two rebounds, four assists, no steals, and no blocks. Jared Allen really starting to get the minutes, which you definitely love to see because we know given the minutes he can really produce 32 minutes. 12 points on 4-7 from the field, had seven rebounds, two assists, two blocks, no steals, and no turnovers. So really strong line from Allen tonight, had some had an awesome block, had a, had a really strong dunk over Mescal. I mean, he looked really, really dominant in the game tonight. You'd definitely like to see that. Joe Harris got 38 minutes, nine points on 3-12 from the field, so just couldn't find the bottom of the rim tonight. Only one three-pointer, six rebounds, 
two steals and two turnovers. And then Spencer Dinwiddie at the point guard position, 36 minutes, 14 points on 6 of 21 from the field. So he continues to really, really shoot the ball at a high volume. Five rebounds, six assists, no steals, no blocks, and two turnovers. Uh, the real story of the night uh, would be definitely Karis LeBert coming off the bench, 22 minutes and 20 points on 7 of 16 from the field, two three-pointers, six rebounds, three assists, no steals, no blocks, and three turnovers. Um, definitely ramping up the minutes from him coming off of that injury. I, I'm sure it's just a matter of time before he's inserted back into the starting lineup. Definitely with Kyrie being out of the lineup, what looks to be all but indefinitely. I think that Levert's definitely going to have, I mean, just all the run he can handle. Same for Dinwiddie as we continue to see with the shot volume that he's taken. So the Nets are interesting um, from the perspective that they are in the East. So I guess, quote unquote, anything could happen playoff race especially if Kyrie were to ever return into the lineup so I definitely think that they're going to continue to push and try to remain competitive and relevant uh anything else that you see as far as fantasy uh for the Brooklyn Nets yeah I I think it's interesting because on the one hand they're a team that you think are kind of well Durant's coming back next year and maybe they'll just kind of try to tank it but they are in the playoff mix doesn't look like they're going to really fall I mean they'd have to go on a big losing streak to totally fall out of it um and i i mean we've heard there has not been a single positive update on Kyrie irving since he went out and in fact each update seems to get worse and worse even though they don't they don't ever spin it that way right it's like well he'll be back in a couple weeks maybe he'll have surgery uh, we don't know so um you know given Kyrie's injury history given the state of the nets uh my guess is he doesn't come back this year, uh, or if he does, maybe he comes back for a few games and then goes back out. Um, my thought is that Dinwiddie and Lavert are gonna, and Prince too, for that matter. They're gonna, they're gonna get what they can, what they can handle. So, I'd be, I'd be planning around the Nets as if Kyrie's not gonna be a factor this year. And yeah, and, and to agree. be fair, I'm a perpetual pessimist on Kyrie's health, so I've, I've got a little <laughs> bias on that one. All right. Let's move over to Minnesota at Memphis. Uh, Carl Towns still out. Uh, it seems like he's progressing. And um, my my views on Towns are basically the opposite of my views on Kyrie. I think that he's always going to play. And I'm surprised he's been out as long as he's been out. And I would think he'll come back soon and, and probably play for the rest of the year. But we'll see. Uh, Robert Covington. 32 minutes, 6 of 10 from the field, 4 threes, 1 of 1 from the free throw line, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, no blocks, 17 points for him. Wiggins uh, still coming back, shaking off some of the rest from the illness. 33 minutes, 6 of 13 from the field, 3 threes, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, a block, 15 points for him. Gorgie Jang, 4 of 10 from the field, hit a 3, 2 of 3 from the free throw line, 2 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, no blocks, 3 turnovers. Uh, Shabazz Napier, 25 minutes for him. 2 of 10 from the field. 3 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 6 points. And then Jared Culver, uh, someone to keep your eye on. 28 minutes for him. 8 of 11 from the field. 3 threes, 5 of 7 from the field. 5 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals, no blocks, a turnover, 24 points. So, a uh, great scoring game from him. And he's someone that's beginning to look more comfortable. Off the bench... You had Jeff Teague for 29 minutes, 7 of 14 from the field, 2 threes, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, 6 assists, 2 steals, 3 turnovers, 18 points. So Teague is probably the only guy on the bench that I'm concerned about, uh, especially when Towns gets back. Um, I figure that there's going to be even less usage to go around. So, you know, with, with the Sixers, uh, Covington and Wiggins, you know, those guys are probably already owned. Jang is good as long as Towns is out. Shabazz Napier, I'm probably not adding. But Culver is the one that's on your, might be on your waiver wire that could be worth an add, especially after tonight's game. So uh, I'd be, you know, I think Culver is a decent guy to add at the end of your bench, see if he can keep it going. At the same time, I still like Teague. Uh, and I think that even off the bench, as long as he's getting close to 30 minutes, he'll be a good source of points, assists, threes, and percentages. Um, anything else? Yeah, I definitely like your point on Culver. I think that definitely in the second half of the season, he's up. 
he has a real, real opportunity there to uh, contribute um, some real fantasy value. So as long as he doesn't murder you in the percentages on tonight, like when he doesn't, I mean, he, he, he does contribute very, very well. So definitely curious to see how that situation shakes out. And if Jeff T can't stay healthy, which remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. All right. How about the Grizzlies? All right. On the Memphis side, Jay Crowder, 30 minutes, 14 points on four or six from the field. Gave you a three, eight rebounds, three assists, five steals, which is awesome. No turnovers and no blocks. So we know Crowder can't contribute given his situation in Memphis, uh, but we know his percentages um, as well as his actual fantasy value is going to be pretty volatile. Uh, JJJ, 30 minutes, 21 points on seven to 15 from the field, four three pointers, three or four from the free throw line, seven rebounds, two assists. A steal and three blocks with no turnover. So, JJJ, I mean, he speaks for himself. The guy's an absolute beast. You love to see his lines when he's contributing. JV, 22 minutes at the center, four points on one of six from the field. So, just really wasn't making a whole lot happen tonight. Seven rebounds, two assists, a steal, a block, and two turnovers. Dylan Brooks, 31 minutes, 28 points on 11 of 20 from the field. So, really getting the shots up tonight. Only two threes. 4-4 four, four from the free throw line, three rebounds, a steal, and three turnovers. And then John Morant taking over the late in the game and really sealing the deal for the Grizzlies. 31 minutes, 25 points on 12 of 18 from the field. 1-2 from the free throw line, four rebounds, seven assists, a steal, and five turnovers. So turnover volume is a little high, but you expect that from a rookie point guard. Um, Morant's been really, really strong this season. Personally, I'm a big fan. Off the bench, D'Anthony Melton got 21 minutes, but only six points on two of five from the field, four rebounds, chipped in a steal, an assist, and a turnover. Brandon Clark, 17 minutes, only six points on two of four from the field, chipped in four rebounds, an assist, <clears throat> and a block. And then Tyus Jones, 16 minutes, but only six points on three of seven from the field, three turnovers, and an assist. So not a whole lot to discuss really off of the bench. Uh, the starters really ran the show tonight getting a lot of shots up. And as I said, Moran's been looking really, really strong. Um, any thoughts about the Grizzlies? Yeah, I just, a word of caution. Brooks has some big games and then he kind of quiets down. Um, so uh, people may be tempted to add him tonight. Um, you can if you've got dead weight at the end of your bench, but don't drop anyone you'll miss. And then on the opposite side, you got Melton, who's very productive on a per-minute basis. But um, I don't know if he's going to be able to get the minutes this year. It would it would take a couple of injuries or shutdowns or whatever um, for him to get an increase in minutes because they've got a pretty crowded rotation. So Melton is a pretty good stash, um, and you know if you if you've got some space at the end of your bench, you know I'd rather have Melton than Brooks. Uh, even though Brooks was more productive tonight and, you know, typically give you a little bit more scoring. Uh, Melton, I think, quietly brings it in some of the other categories. So um, I like his upside. And if it doesn't pan out with Melton, you can drop him and pick up someone else. Whereas Brooks, um, I don't think really has the the upside there. So um, he'd have to hit after scoring. he have to keep it going consistently, which he hasn't been able to do this year, even in a uh, large amount of minutes. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Dylan Brooks is very hot and cold, and more times he runs cold than hot. So, like you said, you kind of expect that to normalize, and you take it for what it is. Yep. All right, before we get to um, the last two games of the evening, we want to remind you that this podcast, like all of our shows on Hoopball, is brought to you by Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Check out their website at hawaiianisles.com, H-A. W-A-I-I-A-N-I-S-L-E-S dot com, hawaiianisles.com. On Amazon, by searching for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. So if you're on Amazon, just put in there Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee and see what you get. Or on Twitter, Hi Kona Coffee, H-I-K-O-N-A-C-O-F-F-E-E. Hi Kona Coffee, Hawaii Kona Coffee. All right, or excuse me, not Hawaii, Hawaiian Isles, Kona Coffee. All right, so 
Now we have the Sacramento Kings visiting the Phoenix Suns, so two of the struggling teams in the West. Uh, obviously, with the Kings, we got Rashawn Holmes out. We've got Marvin Bagley out. We've got Bogdanovich out. So a lot of players are missing tonight, but they were still able to pick up the win. Uh, starting, you know, leading them in minutes was Nemanja Helizia, 7 of 17 from the field, three threes, 2 of 4 from the free throw line, 7 rebounds, 1 assist, 3 steals, no turnovers, 2 blocks, 19 points for him. So he will be a good streamer as long as Holmes and Bagley are both out. Uh, but he, I think as long as one of them is out, he's still going to be a good streamer. So, But definitely when they're both out. Giles, 4 of 7 from the field, 8 points, 8 rebounds, no assists, 1 steal, no blocks, 1 turnover. Harrison Barnes not doing much with the extra opportunity tonight. 0 of 3 from the field, 0 of 2 from the 3-point line, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, 2 points, 2 assists, a rebound, no steals, no blocks, no turnovers. De'Aaron Fox had the line of the night for the Kings. 9 of 21 from the field, 1-3, 8 of 8 from the free throw line, 4 rebounds, 6 assists, a steal, a block, and 4 turnovers, 27 points total. Buddy healed, 24 minutes, 5 of 11 from the field, 4 threes, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, 16 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 turnovers. Trevor Ariza, 31 minutes for him off the bench, 15 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, 3 threes. Dwayne Dedman, 32 minutes for him, 12 points, 10 rebounds, and an assist, no steals or blocks, 3 turnovers for him. Corey Joseph, also 29 minutes, 4, four of 7 from the field, 2 threes. Three assists, a steal, 10 points. So with the Kings, uh, a lot of injuries tonight, but not uh, too much extra fantasy value. The only guy who kind of is getting on the radar now with the injuries, Trevor Ariza, um, 15 points, seven rebounds, three three threes. So, uh, I mean, you can stream him while both of those guys, Bagley and Holmes, are out, and Bogdanovich as well. So um, it's giving him some extra run, and, and we've obviously seen him be very productive in fantasy for a long time. If he's got the opportunity, he's got the stats set in terms of hitting threes, getting steals, uh, getting rebounds, good free throw shooter, so uh, and a low turnover player. So I think um, if the Kings are continue to be ravaged with these injuries, play Ariza, play him until someone comes back healthy, because uh, he'll probably be productive. Deadman, I'm a little bit less uh, bullish on, but again, if he gives you a line like tonight, 12 and 10 with a three, no defensive stats, but he will give you those if he's actually playing 32 minutes a night. So Deadman, not a bad ad either, as long as Bagley and Holmes are both out. And Corey Joseph, um, again, not not the biggest producer, but 29 minutes, he'll give you some points, he'll give you some assists, he'll give you some threes. If you need those statistics, pop them in your lineup um, until further notice. Uh, anything else with the Kings? No, I think you touched on it all. Unfortunately, a lot of their players are out of the lineup right now, so it is what it is, you know. Okay, how about the Suns? All right, for Phoenix tonight, Kelly Oubre, 36 minutes tonight, 17 points on 5 of 11 from the field, three three-pointers, 4-5 from the free throw line, six rebounds, an assist, a block, and only one turnover. Ubi's been really, really strong this season, really strong across the board, good percentages, um, really big fan. DeAndre Ayton in the lineup and good to go. 37 minutes, 21 points on 10 of 14 from the field, 101 from the free throw line, nine rebounds, two assists, a block, and two turnovers. Aaron Bain starting in center, 22 minutes, five points on two of seven from the field, chipped in a three, seven rebounds, three turnovers, no steals, no blocks. Ricky Rubio. 35 minutes, 8 points on 2-6 from the field. Give you a 3-pointer, 3-4 three, from the free throw line. 5 rebounds, 9 assists, a steal, and 3 turnovers. And then Devin Booker, hot hand of the night, 39 minutes, 34 points on 12-21 from the field. 2 3-pointers, perfect, 8-8 eight of eight from the free throw line. 4 rebounds, 7 assists, a steal, and 2 turnovers. Um, truly all the value um, in fantasy production here tonight and just production in general was contained to the starting five. Uh, that's probably why they ended up not being able to pull out the win tonight. The only guy, I guess that would be of no off the bench. Dario Sarge got 17 minutes, five points on two of six from the field, gave you one, three, four rebounds and assists and two turnovers. Uh, but I don't think there's a whole lot of value there, especially with DeAndre Ayton healthy and Aaron Baines healthy as well. So like I said, uh, Ubri 
DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker. Those are the guys who you really want to own. Those are the guys who are owned the most heavily. Um, Ricky Rubio is really, really strong for um, a percentages category as far as your free throw percentages, as far as chipping in really, really strong steals numbers and your assists. Um, and then Aaron Baines, truly, uh, I'm not really sure what, what's what's your take on what's your take on Aaron Baines, Hank? Uh, I mean, definitely he he merits ownership, but where do you really see his value as far as um, contributing to your fantasy team? Uh- like you said, I I'm I'm kind of on the on the borderline. I I I own him in one league. I am still hanging on to him. Uh, obviously, he can he can contribute in blocks and threes, which I always like that combination. Uh, and he's got 23 minutes tonight, so you know I'm holding on to him for now. But uh, but I I would cut him if there was something good available. Um, I think I'll probably settle in around 120, 130. So just kind of on the fringe of of a 12 team standard league value. Would you cut him for a Christian Wood? Yeah, I would. I I, I would, yeah, and I no, no pun intended, right? Um, <laughs> I I I think that uh, I like I like the long term upside of someone like Wood. So uh, I don't think losing Baines, you're gonna miss you're gonna miss him too much. Um, even when Aiton was out, he wasn't super productive. He was productive and worth twelve team value, but um, I, I would cut him for somebody like Wood. I might even cut him for somebody like Melton. Uh, it it depends. If you're really desperate for the production right now. Maybe not, but if you're kind of in comfortable shape and you want to start getting your team ready for fantasy playoffs, I wouldn't mind uh, cutting him for somebody that's uh, maybe not as productive right now, but profiles for more usage down the line. Yeah, I think that's smart. All right, let's go to the last game of the evening. And um, we did have an injury to Anthony Davis. He fell on his tailbone, I believe he... I mean, I know he left. I don't believe he came back into the game. So that will be a big question mark. My guess is, you know, my non-medical opinion and with no expertise whatsoever is that it wasn't a serious injury, but we'll find out. Um, over on the Knicks side, we had Taj Gibson, 20, po- 20 minutes, 3 of 7 from the... I mean, this is... Very bizarre that he's continuing to start, but 20 minutes, 3 of 7 from the field, 8 rebounds, a steal, no blocks, 6 points for him. Julius Randle, 31 minutes, 5 of 16 from the field, a hit of 3, 4 of 6 from the line, 15 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 blocks, 3 turnovers. Alfred Payton, 6 of 9 from the field, 12 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals and a block, but 5 turnovers harming you there. Reggie Bullock, 27 minutes, 3 of 9 from the field, 1 three-pointer, 7 points, 2 assists, 2 steals. And then R.J. Barrett, 31 minutes for him, 9 of 19 from the field, 0 of 2 from the three-point line, 1 of 2 from the free-throw line, 19 points, 5 rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks, 3 turnovers. Off the bench, Bobby Portis had only 6 minutes because he got ejected for a uh, flagrant foul uh, when he hit uh, KCP's head, so... Uh, let's look out for him. He may be suspended in the next game, but he was ejected tonight. And then Mitchell Robinson, 26 minutes off the bench, 3 of 3 from the field, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, 6 rebounds, 3 steals, no blocks, 1 turnover, 8 points. So uh, Frankie Smokes, only 14 minutes for him, 2 of 5 from the field, 1 3, 7 points, 2 assists, 1 one rebound, no steals, no blocks, 2 turnovers. So after some early season love for him, he's kind of fallen off the fantasy radar. Um, as far as the Knicks go, uh, Reggie Bullock is somebody that's kind of um, recently entered the, <coughs> excuse me, entered the lineup. Delba, Delba. He had been out earlier this year. He's been gradually getting ramped up on minutes. Um, he's not a he's not a great player, but uh, if he gets 27 minutes and if his minutes keep trending up, he could be a source of threes, steals, low turnovers, good percentages. So um, somebody to keep on your radar if you need those statistics. Uh, Mitchell Robinson had a big game recently, but kind of cooling back off on the scoring front. So um, 
the hope that that 22-point game would kind of get him rolling hasn't come to fruition yet. But his combination of good field goal percentage, rebounds, and defensive statistics is still keeping his value afloat. Um, and still giving at least mid-round value. Other than that, R.J. Barrett, a good player for the counting stats, but the percentages are rough and the turnovers are rough. So he's still not um, a 12-team value on an overall basis. But uh, if you need some of those counting stats, you could use him. Just be aware that he's going to do damage to your percentages and turnovers. Uh, Peyton also... um, a decent streamer for assists, you know, and he's got a little bit higher upside, but he hasn't been producing standard league value either. Um, Julius Randle, again, good producer of counting stats, points, rebounds, and all that, but the percentage have been extra bad this year, and the defensive stats are really low as well. So he's also technically not even a 12-team value. So with the Knicks, you're looking at Mitchell Robinson as as even though his Stats don't really jump out to you. Still providing solid mid-round value. Other than him, um, nobody really doing great. Tilakina, some thought he might be productive this year. Not happening for now. I think Randall, Peyton are both guys that even though they don't have fantasy value, if your team needs their statistics, you could use them. Barrett, almost same story. And Bullock. Just keep your eye out on him. If he gets more minutes and he gets comfortable in the offense, he could be a sneaky guy. So um, not someone to rush out and add right now, but keep your eye on him because he's a he's an efficient player and the Knicks need help. So he may he may get a, carve out a decent role. Anything else with the Knicks? You know your point at top about Tosh Gibson. That's just the only thing I want to say. I, I agree wholeheartedly and. I, I still really do not understand what what is going on in New York. So hopefully that all straightens itself out at some point. But all bets just might be off with that. And uh, we do have an update on uh, Anthony Davis. X-rays were negative. Sacral contusion. Um, so we'll see what happens with him. But, uh, you know, the MRI could be could be worse. But at least the X-rays show no break. So... Uh, what do you see with the Lakers? Well, that's definitely great to hear as an Anthony Davis owner, so I'll be able to sleep tonight. Don't LeBron worry, James don't worry. Has- Next game, he'll come in. He'll roll something else. <laughs> he is the master of... I'd like to know what happens to his owner's health during the fantasy season because he doesn't miss that many games, but he gets injured in a very large percentage of them. Well, next season, I will own him once again just for you, Hank. And every single game he plays, I'll wear my Fitbit. Please. And I'll kind of let you know I where I'm know. at. I want to know what the <laughs> It'll be a case is. study. I, 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 I took him last year, even though, because I'm like, well, whatever. He, he goes to the locker room every two or three games, but whatever he plays, so I didn't care. And of course, I, I take him last year, and then he just ends up missing the fantasy playoffs. So, um, I don't think it'll be that that'll be the case this year, but he just it just so difficult to own him because he's going out so often, even though he's a so far number two player this year. All right. Anyway. <laughs> All right. On the Lakers side, LeBron James did play 31 minutes, 31 points, 919 from the field, six three pointers, a perfect seven of seven from the free throw line, five rebounds, five assists, a block, two steals. And four turnovers. So really strong line from LeBron tonight. JaVale started in the center position. 14 minutes, 6 points, 2 of 4 from the field. 7 rebounds, 2 blocks, 2 steals, and a turnover. Danny Green, 25 minutes, 11 points on 4 bait from the field. 2 three-pointers, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, and no turnovers. Avery Bradley started at point guard tonight. 24 minutes, 12 points on 5 and 9 from the field. 2 three-pointers. A rebound, a steal, no turnovers. Off of the bench, Kuzma got 20 minutes, 16 points on 6 of 11 from the field, two three-pointers, 2-2 two, two from the free throw line, six rebounds, an assist, and two turnovers. And then KCP left the game briefly but did return 18 minutes, 15 points on 5 of 7 from the field, three three-pointers, a rebound, a steal, and a turnover. Um, those are really the guys of note. Uh, Caruso did get 14 minutes, but only two points. 
Rondo got 23 minutes, produced eight points, three rebounds, 10 assists, and five turnovers. Uh, personally, I don't trust Rondo. I also don't trust Dwight Howard, even though he did get 25 minutes tonight for eight points, 13 rebounds, five blocks, and a steal. Uh, what are your thoughts on Rondo and Howard off of the bench? What are your thoughts on just the Lakers in general? You missed one stat on Howard. What was that? Oh, he had a three point. Had a three. Wow. He had a three. Wow. He is, You're right. How did I miss that? He is testing and expanding his limits. Um, I wow. I basically I agree with with everything you said. Uh, I don't trust Rondo. If you need assists, you could pop him in there. Uh, Dwight Howard, same story. If you need blot, and apparently if you need threes. Uh, you can pop him in there, but no. But if you need blocks and rebounds, you could pop in Howard for a game. If you need assists, you could pop Rondo. But neither one of them really has good long-term value. Um, and on this team, really, outside of James and Davis, nobody's been great. Uh, Kuzma, probably a little bit too much upside to leave him on your wire, but his production has not been great this year. He hasn't been a standard league player at all. Um there's hope that that could change, but it just hasn't happened yet. Um, and then Danny Green, old reliable Danny Green. Um, not the sexy numbers, but just a combination of steals, threes, low turnovers. Um, you know, he kind of gets on the fantasy radar. If you need any of those categories, you could stream him. But at the same time, you know, you could you could even play him for stretches, but then you could drop him if you have something better. So, I'm with you. I think I think you covered up the Lakers. Yeah. All right. So that wraps it up for this week. Um, David, where can people find you uh, for the rest of the week? Find me on Thursday for another box score breakdown. And find me every day on Twitter at DFB underscore three. All right. They can find me on Twitter, Hank Aaron 26 So Hank Aaron 26 uh, And again, we thank you all for joining us tonight. We will see you all next week. Have a good night, folks. Have a good night, David. See you all. Have a good night. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.